0: Scrolling, a podcast about The Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number sixty-four. the The Deadlands DLC. It is now live for PC console. People still have another couple of weeks to go, Uh, but the Deadlands is here. This is also called update number thirty-two or patch version seven point two point five, whatever you want to call it. It's got a lot of names, it's and we're here to talk about all of them. <laughs> a lot of names. So we're going to do a little bit of a roundup and just kind of talk about all the juicy stuff that we have now uh, and and what we think about it and all that kind of stuff. Um, first of all, the Deadlands Zone itself in Fargrave City. So this patch just came out yesterday. I haven't made it outside of the city yet. What about you, Davius?
1: I have made it outside the city. I haven't done any quests, but uh, I I made sure to explore... Kind of the, this like, very quick exploration of, of the kind of, I say zones? Like, I don't really know how to explain it. It's not really one zone, right?
0: Yeah, Fargrave and, like, the city of Fargrave and the Deadlands zone are, like, completely separate, I think. I think it's just the story that connects them somehow, yeah. but otherwise they're, like, independent.
1: Well, the, and then there's another zone, kind of in the Fargrave city area, that's like a uh, combat zone.
0: Oh, I don't okay. know if you've seen this yet.
1: It's uh, it's north of the city. You can like leave the city, uh, not you know. I won't go into too much detail, but it's actually really cool. It's like it looks like the city, but it's like overrun. So it's like you're fighting mobs in a overrun city. It's actually really cool.
0: Oh yeah, I I do remember. On PTS, I was running around uh, in Fargrave a little bit, and I do remember it being, like, way, way bigger than a typical city. It's mm-hmm. got, like, it's, it itself it is, is like, broken into multiple zones and stuff, isn't it? And, yeah. like, you can you can zoom in on the map at different parts of the city.
1: Yeah. So, it, I mean, I, I ran in that zone. That zone was actually, you know, very, very been very brief. But that zone I thought was the coolest just because um, – I just thought it was a really kind of neat aspect that it it looks like the city, but it's kind of overrun where you're fighting mobs while you're running around the city. I just thought that was kind of neat. Um on that honestly does sound cool. I just the thing I'm most impressed with is that the zone that we didn't just get a zone full of fire, lava, and rocks. That's really kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that they for having kind of specific limitations on what they're able to do, I thought they really from what I've seen so far, I've done a really good job of being as creative as possible with those limitations.
0: Yeah, I've, I've seen a few people say like in zone chat and stuff that they thought Fargrave City was like the coolest part of the whole thing. And it seemed like uh, a lot of the effort uh, went, went there. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with like the, like what you were saying with like the constraints that they had, like the Deadland Zone itself. Uh, it just is this sort of like hellish landscape, and it's like this typical sort of environment that you see in a lot of fantasy settings, but even so, they managed to make it fairly interesting uh, and, a, and a fun place to run around. Like I said, I haven't gotten there yet um, on the live server, but I, I ran around there on PTS for a little bit, and it, it is cool.
1: Yeah. You know what Fargrave actually reminds me of is the um, the Thieves' Guild
0: city. What's that called? Abba's Watch?
1: Yep. Yep, that's it. I was watch. Um, but it kinda reminds me of that because, you know, the Thieves Guild City I feel like is very
0: It's another big one.
1: It's another really big city, and probably by design, that city's just like there's so many little things that your character can like have fun like running across or kind of not really climbing, but as close to it as you can kind of get. Yeah, they game. kind of
0: make a little kind of parkour situation throughout the city there. I get that same feeling in
1: this city. Like if you go to the city and look up, there's all these little like walkways and little wooden plank walkways. And all. there's a lot of there's a lot of parkour. That's a good way to say it. there's a lot of parkour type situation going on in this city.
0: Cool. Yeah. i I'm definitely going to be digging into this DLC. I'm, I'm already kind of uh, uh, invested in the storyline that we've been going through this year, so I definitely want to see the conclusion of that. I want to see that Mehrunes-Dagon fight, but that's going to be uh, quite a thing to see. and It just seems cool, and I think probably by the time our next episode comes around, I probably will have totally finished it by then.
1: You think you're going to have it, the, the whole thing finished by next episode?
0: I bet so. I bet at least I'll have the main story. I'm holding you to it. That usually doesn't take me long to clear a zone once I once I set to it. The armory system. This is another thing you probably have or definitely have more experience than me because I haven't touched it yet. But uh, I think you said you were enjoying it, right?
1: I I got to be honest, man. I'm loving this thing. I I really like it. And and a very huge surprise. My favorite thing about it is it's kind of the only place in a game in the game that is like a very nice visual overview of my build. Huh. So when you save your build, it kind of saves it in this nice little, it's very nicely packed visual where it shows all your gear and a line and you can review each, you can hover above each piece of gear and see the details and it puts it really compact in a line. You can see all your abilities. You can see your CP passives. It's, it's surprisingly that's been my favorite part about it is that i really like to see my whole build very compact in a nice visual space
0: like a build summary screen that you can see exactly it's kind of like i didn't really think about that aspect that's neat
1: it is it's really it kind of what it makes me think of is it's kind of the eso build editor in game now i kind of have the same visual that that gives you i can kind of get that visual in the game now
0: that's cool all right, you might you might be kind of en- enticing me to actually <laughs> uh, now. play around with this thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure dressing room is still going to like fit my needs better than this feature, but it's cool that it's here, and especially for console players, of course, yeah. uh, it's yeah. a good thing.
1: I, I really like it. I do think uh, I haven't gotten rid of um, um dressing room yet, but I do think this is going to take the place of it for me.
0: The thing or one of the things that I'm most excited about uh, is the curated set drops uh this thing's a big deal i'm about to get my pve on (laughs) um and i've been thinking about this on the last episode um a friend of the show mr moon was asking about how how we thought this feature was going to affect dungeon queue times and we were like i probably won't affect it all that much Uh, but the more i think about it the more i'm thinking it might actually positively affect dungeon queue times because here i am someone who is very averse to farming gear when there's like good enough alternatives that that are easier to get. And now I'm all hyped about farming gear now, you know, and I'm sure there's other people that are of a similar mind. They're like, okay, now that it's a lot easier, maybe I am a lot more willing to go ahead and queue up and do those runs. Um, So it might actually be shorter queue times than we've seen before.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I I actually even made a note. That's one of the things I'm most excited about is... Actually, getting in and doing some dungeon runs. I mean, I, you know, we've had fun. We've had years of fun doing dungeon runs, but this might be the most excited I've been to go and queue up for some runs in in a while.
0: Yeah. Um. So a couple of hot tips here related to the the curated set drops. Uh. So shout out to GrizzlyCon for uh, digging up this hot tip from a a Reddit comment. So of course, this uh, curated set drops. You only get. Pieces that are not in your item set collection, right? So if you're doing dungeon runs, you know, you get, you, you complete a boss fight, you get a piece of loot, you have, I think, a two hour window where that, that piece of loot isn't bound to your character, right? You can still trade it between your group members. So the next boss that you fight, you very well could get, get that exact same drop again. You could be getting duplicates any time in that two hour window, you know, if you're doing run after run after run. So, uh, what you need to do to avoid that is as soon as you get that drop, go into your inventory, right click and bind it to your character. And that way there's no way you're going to get it again.
1: Frustration level reduced.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I definitely would have fallen for that. I would have been like, what the heck, man? I thought I wasn't supposed to be getting duplicates. This thing's broken. Uh, but yeah, that's just, that's, that's by design. That's how it works. So, uh, be sure and keep an eye on that. Um, Another thing, I found this on Reddit as well, uh, I think is actually the same uh, thread. But um, if you want to farm pieces of gear with the intention of selling them, this is a really interesting thing. Um, it'll be kind of limited on, on how often you can do it and, and where you can do it, kind of depending on things. But um, I'll just give an example. Say you want to get some spinner Inferno staves, and you want to get a whole bunch of spinner inferno staves uh, with the intention of selling them all uh, on a guild trader. Well, what you can do is um, go to the zone where spinner drops, uh, do a bunch of world boss fights, just go around and farm farming world bosses. Every drop that you get from those world bosses that isn't the spinner fire staff, bind it to your character. Uh, and anytime you get a spinner fire staff, don't bind it. Right. Um, now this is assuming you've never used spinner before and you haven't uh, added this to your collection at all. Uh, so like for me, this wouldn't be an option for me because that's already bound to my account. But <laughs> basically, at times. a certain yeah. <laughs> but basically, assuming you've never bound that item before, if you bind everything except the spinner Inferno staff, then at a certain point. Those bosses will drop nothing but the Spinner Inferno staff, and you can just keep building them up over and over and over again. As long as you never bind them, they'll just continue to pile up. What's interesting to me about that is that's kind of an incentive to not necessarily go ahead and add every single thing that you find to your collection. You know, there's a, there's a, a good reason there. Like, if you think, you know, I probably will never use this set, actually, even though it's a, a high-value set that a lot of people like to use— Um, if it's a a particular high value item like that, you might say, you know what, this is actually a potential gold mine if I don't add that to my collection right now.
1: Yeah, that's actually, that's, that's that next level thinking right there. That's, that's a really good idea.
0: Not my own original thought. I stole it from someone on Reddit. I don't remember the username, but, uh... A uh, couple of hot tips there uh, for the curated set drops. I'm planning this, uh, to farm out Zogvin's Warband from a Magicka Knight Blade. I'm going to get uh, Burning Spellweave from a Mag- Magicka Dragon Knight. It's always been the dream Burning Spellweave as a front bar only set on a MagDK. BSW's been uh, nerfed over the years, so it's not as strong as it used to be, but I'm, I'm going to do it anyway cause, because I can now.
1: <laughs> it can be done.
0: Yeah, what are you planning to farm?
1: Uh, I mean, right off the bat, the, uh, the Vatishran, uh, arena lightning staff and the master's dual wield, uh, that master's mm-hmm. dual wield, I've been wanting to throw on Lord of Nords for a while. And, you know, we, I, you had actually given me the idea to do that a while back, but I've been waiting for this launch, uh, to go farm it. So, um, yeah. those arena, those arena weapons are going to be right off the bat for me, but I'll probably get the, uh, Zogwin's, uh, uh, war band as well.
0: Oh yeah. For, for who, for what character?
1: Hold Davius. he's you know he's still okay. got to be a little bit of everything. Um, my the dream for Davius is a full PVP setup, a full PVE tank setup, and then a full PVE DPS setup. Hmm. I've got the tank setup. I've got the PVP setup. Just the the PVE setup is the last thing. But with the armory, it's a lot easier to do now.
0: Yeah, because you can save those specs, and then no, it doesn't cost anything to switch between them once you have them saved. Yep. But you'll have to buy an extra uh, slot for that that armory system.
1: They've got me. They've already got me. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to end up with an extra slot, and I'm probably going to end up getting the assistant for that thing too.
0: Ooh, yep. They got you. They got <laughs> me. <laughs> well, that's all right. You got a job. You there you go. You're be fine. <laughs> Another new thing we have now is um, armor set hybridization. So all armor sets. Any bonus that is an offensive stat will now give you both magicka and stamina versions of those stats. So that's uh, penetration, crit, and weapon and spell damage. All sets across the board give you both versions of that. Um, And that includes things that are like based on stacks. Like if you get, um, you know, uh, extra crit rate based on a number of stacks that you get, it'll be both types of crit rate. Man. That's a that's a biggie. That's a biggie yeah. right there. We
1: were, we were talking about this. There's just it's just not enough time has gone has happened yet for us to like fully wrap our heads around this, right? Yeah. There's, there's I feel like there's still and and you were even the first one to say this, and I think it's 100 percent true. There's so many builds out there that are like are going to be made that we just haven't thought of yet.
0: Oh yeah, I feel like I feel like this is a whole paradigm shift right now and. We're definitely going to have to let some time play out. And I think we're going to be seeing ripples of this yeah. months and months and months from now. Like, s- still people finding up, like, just new possibilities that we never even really thought of before. And I bet there's going to be, like, obscure sets that no one even pays any attention to because uh, they're garbage. But, the oh, best. now that I now that I can use this on a Magicka character, that changes everything. I can exploit it in this weird way. I don't... I can't think of anything like that off the top of my head, but I just know there's going to be weird stuff like that pop up that's actually effective.
1: Burning spell weave on a stamina character. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly,
0: I think it probably wouldn't be terrible. Uh, It's going to
1: be crazy to see. I mean, I'm all for it. I love... Uh, you know anybody who's listened before knows that i love when somebody finds some set that nobody uses and and makes it affect that's just the best
0: Mm -hmm. well just like i was just now saying zogvin's warband uh that's a medium armor set originally intended for uh stamina builds but it's probably going to be best in slot for magica pve dps builds now
1: yeah well they made medium armor changes too right remind me again what those were
0: I can't remember the exact specifics, but it's the same kind of hybridization. Like, all the yeah. offensive stats are both types. Uh, and really, the the main thing that differentiates medium from light armor is just the sustain. You know, you get stamina sustain from yeah. medium, magic sustain from light. But otherwise you're benefiting offensively from both either either way
1: i think that's what it was is that you used to get weapon damage from from medium and now you get weapon and spell damage i think that might be
0: yeah and and like both types of crit and uh, and all of that yeah so um that's pretty cool uh, a couple, of, you know, there's there's some downsides. Like for example, Medusa has been best in slot up until now, and now it's basically completely invalidated by Zogvin's Warband. And there's probably some other sets like that that are now going to be like totally overshadowed by these new possibilities. So, I'm kind of expecting maybe over the course of next year they might kind of go through and adjust a few things to make them relevant again.
1: Yeah, some updates. They might they might have another patch where. There's- couple patches ago, but where they just kind of went in and did overhauls to a whole bunch of sets. I could see that. I I think you're right on that. I could see
0: that happening in the future. I bet we'll see some of that. On the topic of armor sets, proc sets can now crit. so uh, (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) Watch out for those. Uh, Now, Davis, you and I, we did a few BGs last night. I did a few BGs as well uh, in the solo queue today. I probably did like six in total, like including the ones that we did. Okay. Um, it's still early; not nearly enough time has passed to make like a firm assessment on anything by any means. But I don't know. I I haven't felt like procs have been an issue thus far.
1: That's nice. I I will say, and I think you know exactly what you're saying. It seems like it usually takes like a week after a patch launch for people to like. Officially change their builds. I think a lot right. right now people are just going in with their existing builds. Yeah. But um, they're feeling pretty good. Based
0: on last night, they felt pretty good. And just first impressions, we're going to talk about BGs a little more in depth here in just a minute. But first impressions, BGs seem pretty nice right now. I had a really awesome time last night. I had a really awesome time in the solo queue today as well. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll get into it here in just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but proc sets can crit, but it's not like the last time procs could crit, you know, years ago. Because back then they still had that set base damage yeah. that couldn't change, and then they would just crit on top of that. Now the base damage is based on your character's stats, so there. I think there's a lot more limiting factors there that's going to maybe keep that in check, hopefully.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. You still have to invest in weapon damage, where you didn't... Last time they could crit, and it was... You didn't have to invest at all, and so now...
0: Yeah, you could have a crazy high crit rate, but if you have, like, 2,000 weapon damage, those crits aren't even going to be very powerful anyway. Yep, exactly. So, procs can crit. So far, you know, 24 hours into the patch doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but yeah, we'll see in a week or two. We'll, We'll definitely see. Um... Dark Convergence has been nerfed. Another big feature of this patch, I would say. A major tentpole feature of oh, yeah. the patch. <laughs>
1: That's the good stuff right there.
0: Plague Break was nerfed as well, but really Dark Convergence is the one that we were uh, really waiting on. Uh, we saw it once last night, I think, and it really didn't seem to be a problem.
1: No, not at all. I mean, it was it was interesting because it is massively nerfed. But it was still... I don't know, it was it was an acceptable level of annoying, if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> I got pulled by it once, and yeah. I made the decision to just stand in it and let it hit me to just see uh wasn't really a significant amount of damage and from that point forward I was totally able to avoid it every single time from then on.
1: Yeah, it was acceptable.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, they they reduced the radius on top of fixing the radius bug I think those two things combined. I think that bug was a major factor. There were so many times I was getting pulled by that thing, and I'm like, "There is no way I should have been pulled by that." I was no, I was nowhere yes. near it. Um, so it kind of that kind of amounts to a double nerf, I think. The fact that they reduced the radius and fixed that bug kind of reduced it twice, yeah. really.
1: But I mean, when we were playing, we uh, you know a necro was using it. And they did the Necro, they used it and then did the Necro Ult, which is still a great combo. It was still effective. So I just think it still, it's kind of much more of a niche set now. But I think that's, and at least in BG terms, I think that's where it kind of needs to be.
0: Yeah. It also has that new visual effect and maybe an audio effect. We weren't quite sure about the hey, audio thing.
1: The visual and audio, it got buffed in that regard. That thing looks yeah. cool and sounds really cool now.
0: Yeah. It's a, um... I really like the visual quite a bit. It looks really, really cool, and I just, I just never want to see that old animation ever again. <laughs> no. Honestly, so We're I'm just scarred. glad it's different. <laughs> um, it's um, visual. The visual does look cool, and you said it's like a visual buff, and and I get that. But I actually think it technically amounts to a nerf because it it's more clearly communicating what that set is doing, so you're able to counter it more easily. So I think it's actually really kind of another nerf in a way but it does look very cool uh so i like it i like it quite a bit
1: yeah it's still a set that if you're fighting a team and you're in a fight with a team melee at least melee range it's going to pull that whole fight together into one spot it still seemed to accomplish that somewhat Uh, it doesn't pull in everybody in the battleground anymore (laughs) right right but uh i just think that there's still ways to kind of use that effectively if, if that crowd control, if you've got combos with it. Um, it's not near as good. N- by no means should everybody be wearing it anymore. Um, but I just, Yeah, but it's
0: not, a, it's not a trash set, though, at no, all.
1: No, it still can find, neat, you know, it can, people can still find uses out of it, which is perfect. It's, it's exactly where it needs to be.
0: So, yeah, Dark Convergence, Plague Break, both getting nerfed is a good thing. Also, uh, another thing with this patch, we got uh, some buffs for Dragon Knight, long-awaited. Uh, the Combustion passive was buffed, um, Flame lash was reworked in a really cool way. Remember, uh, you no longer have a cooldown to get that Power Lash proc, so you can just do it over and over and over again, which is really awesome. Uh, and they got a few other things, DK seem to be in really good shape right now. Uh, Nightblades were also buffed, Malevolent Offering, Grim Focus, Twisting Path, uh, Dark Cloak, all those abilities were adjusted. Uh, they all seem like buffs to me, but I think opinion. There, there's room for interpretation there, I think. form is a PvP-only ability. If you've been using this to mitigate damage in PvE, it's not going to work anymore. It only mitigates damage from players, um, so keep that in mind if you're using it.
1: Just, I mean, kind of randomly here, but what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that there should be an ability that is, is a PvP-only ability like that? It, it's, it seems weird to have a PvP-only ability outside of kind of the uh, Cyrodiil, uh ability trees.
0: I feel like they need to give it something there there are certain things and armor sets and stuff that only apply to players and stuff
1: yeah that's i true, think
0: I, I think they need to give this ability something else that only applies to pve like they can they can keep the pvp only mitigation but give some other benefit could do something right yeah to that only benefits pve people poor vampires poor poor vampires the, the cc immunity still has value i guess but CC is never, like, an overwhelming issue in PvE for me, though, you know, so... It's
1: it's just funny to me that I feel like players are, like, actively seeking and finding these little tiny loopholes for vampires. we are like, okay, I found a way to use a vampire. And like, every patch, I feel like Zoss just comes out and they're like, no, 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 nope. no. Not gonna work anymore.
0: Just use the ultimate form, <laughs> nothing else. We don't want you
1: to use vampire. <laughs>
0: So yeah, Mistform PvP only. Um, this thing's pretty cool. We didn't talk about this during PTS, but um, in in all the zones, including the vanilla zones, um, whichever dark anchor is currently active will appear on your map. So if you're doing dolman runs to like farm XP or whatever, you can see exactly which one is active right now and go straight to that one and, and start your loop from there.
1: That is, that's what a great idea of something that like is already in the game that I just never even thought about.
0: Yeah, just a small little thing that make life a little easier. Yeah, instant mail from Guild Traders have already been enjoying Ooh. this. i Have been putting uh, together a, a build for my Magblade that I've been kind of toying with, and I bought a few pieces from Guild Traders that showed up right away. It surprised me each time, and de- <laughs> delightfully, um, so that's really cool.
1: Give that, give the mail team a raise.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the mail team. <laughs> And then um, the new combat music options. We, we were kind of playing around with this, um, and I think we both did the same thing. We turned off combat music for just regular mobs, but we kept the combat music for bosses, right? Yes,
1: yes. I have to admit, I'm a little bit of a dummy on this one. I misinterpreted this. I thought when I did boss music only that it meant anytime I was in combat, I was just going to be jamming out to boss music.
0: That would be like, here's this epic, like, symphonic production I, when you're just fighting wolves and stuff. That would wolves. Be I wanted it
1: all out. I was going to go full Nord and just...
0: It would re- last for exactly three <laughs> seconds and then end yes. because the wolves are dead now. <laughs> uh,
1: but, yeah, I, I have it on Boss Music Only, which is, you know, like you said, it's a great point because there's a lot of Overland music that's really cool and you kind of get into that music and every time you run and actually grab a mob or something, it kind of messes it up a little bit. So it's kind of nice to be able to just enjoy the overland music of zones now
0: now i want to get into some battlegrounds talk and we have a quite a number of battlegrounds related things to get into here the uh the deathmatch only queue test period uh is over. It was a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be, honestly. It was only, I think it was less than a month that that test went on. Yeah. Gina made a forum post a couple of weeks ago uh, talking about what the changes are going to be. And then as of yesterday, the changes have been implemented. Um, so what we have now is solo deathmatch, solo random, group deathmatch, group random, uh, which I think is probably. One of the more predicted outcomes, right? It seems yeah. like that's what so, we were gonna, probably going to get.
1: I'm okay with this one. I'm okay with yeah.
0: it. Yeah. I feel pretty good about it.
1: If I'm being extremely picky, you know, I've thought about this. I think my main preference would just be two options. Just deathmatch and random. Forget the group and the solo. Just deathmatch and random. Just those two options. But this is, this is still good.
0: I'm kind of with you, uh... My my preference is similar but uh my preference would be to just go back to the way it was before they split the group and solo queues back when it was just one queue and you could choose deathmatch flag games uh land grab or random mm-hmm. and it would just smartly match you up based on whether you were in a group or not. I always thought it did a pretty good job of that and I think I've kind of I've kind of ranted about it a couple of times already on the show before but Yeah. I never really believed that premades versus randoms were, was as, as much of a problem as a lot of people thought. Yeah. And you can kind of look at the group queue now or at the solo queue right now. Uh, it's a very similar experience uh, to, to what a lot of those games were back then. I, I, I don't have to get all into it, but uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, just to sum that up, I think, I think kind of what you're, and I agree with you a hundred percent. I think, from the way it used to be, the amount of times you just got totally curb stomped and just dominated, the amount of times that it happens in a, happens in a match, that's not really that frequency hasn't really changed with all of these changes to the the way you queue up. Like you see that in opinion. the
0: Yeah, in the solo queue right now you see that. You're like you yeah. you're like you know it's the solo queue, so you know it's not a pre made, but they just got lucky and they got like three really good players and they're not on comms, but they don't need to be on comms because they know all the strats, you know, yeah. uh, and they just totally wipe the floor with everyone. And if we weren't in the solo queue, probably everyone would be calling them a pre made, you know, and that's just <laughs> how it was back then. Anyway, doesn't matter. This situation that we have now is totally fine, I think. I think yeah. most people are happy with this. Um one comment that Gina made in her post, and I think, you know, of course, these aren't Gina's own original thoughts. Oof. She's just kind of passing things along, right? But uh, she says, although we initially saw a very slight bump in participation, it quickly declined and has left battleground populations in an unhealthy state. Oof. So there's a something... There's like a gaping hole in that statement there. something is missing, you know. What What could possibly... What else could possibly have had an effect on uh, player population in, in all modes of PvP? Um, Dark Convergence. That one single uh, armor set has been a major factor yes. in lots and lots of players uh, leaving Battlegrounds and other uh, PvP modes as well.
1: Yeah. I, I, I just think that... The, I mean, I don't want to get too much into a rant here but i just i just think that's completely an unfair comment i mean if you look at that comment closely it's not the intention of it but if you look at that comment closely it tells the story it although we initially saw a very slight bump in participation so when they launched deathmatch a lot of people were excited about it it quickly declined because battlegrounds were the state that they were Once you got into them, you didn't want to be in them. So it quickly declined because Dark Convergence just ruined it. It was a terrible, terrible experience.
0: Yeah, exactly. We were were all pumped about getting to play Deathmatch finally, so we jumped in there right away. But yeah, even though we could play Deathmatch, we still couldn't have a good time because that one set just absolutely ruined uh, the experience for everyone. Um, So... Yeah, battlegrounds populations declined, uh, and to not mention a major factor—that's got to be a conscious decision to not mention that, you know, because they know there's no way they, they don't. They know. They have
1: to know, right? They
0: have to know for sure. Uh, so it's it's a decision to leave that out of the conversation. Now, I don't know if it would have made any difference as far as the the solution we got in the end. Yeah, but. It's just annoying to read that statement yeah. and for yeah. that to be omitted from it, you know.
1: I though I feel like that after this patch they're going to get the it's going to fix the data. Now that deathmatch is you can still pick deathmatch and battlegrounds are in such a healthier state. I think now we're going to see some accurate numbers. I'll just put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably so. I've already started seeing some some names that I haven't seen in a long time yep. uh pop up. Uh, so that's a good sign. Uh, another little change, and there was no mention of this in any notes that I could see anywhere. It just You just log into the game and see it. Uh, but solo is the default option. When you go to queue up, it automatically goes to solo, and you have to choose the group queue if you want the group queue. It's been the opposite up till now.
1: I think that's probably a good change. I mean, that's if a great change. Yeah, if you're queuing up for a battleground, obviously you're in a group. It's not going to let you queue up for solo, so it'll say, hey, you can't do this. And if you're not in a group, then it's just throwing you in.
0: Especially um, like Mid-Year Mayhem events, or I think they renamed oh, it yeah. to White White Streaks Mayhem or whatever they renamed it to. But um, a lot of people who don't really do a lot of PvP, but now they're participating in this event trying to get the, the rewards and all that. And they might not even know, really, that there's a group and a solo queue. They just click the Join Queue button and off we go. Mm-hmm. Um so if if you're going to accidentally queue into one or the other solo would be preferable. So that's a that's a good small change that I've actually seen some people ask for that on forums and stuff. Uh, so that seems to be a response to feedback, which is cool. Um, Gina also noted that uh, deathmatch is part of the random queue, and since players are queuing directly into deathmatch, any spots that are missing are going to be getting filled from the random queue, so you actually have a higher likelihood of getting deathmatch than any other mode, even if you're in the random queue.
1: All the (laughs) deathmatch. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And of course they're going to continue to monitor the situation and and let us know if they plan to change anything else. Uh, I doubt anything changes for a while. This seems like a very sensible solution. Uh, They're not calling this a test. This is the results from the test, and I think this is probably what we're going to have for a while.
1: Hopefully, this monitoring doesn't get in the way of the proc crit monitoring that's happening. don't <laughs> yeah. want to, don't, don't get the yeah. monitoring confused. All right. Let's... Yeah, we
0: need two separate <laughs> monitoring teams uh, so they stay stay focused. <laughs> and just some more observations about battlegrounds. Like I said, uh, I've done I've done several matches so far. Every single one of my death recaps have been player abilities. I haven't seen a single proc or anything else like that. It's just player abilities that are killing me. Which I'm all. If I die to player abilities, I'm not mad at all. Yeah, you know, I'm totally happy about that.
1: I mean, like you said, we. I've only done a couple matches that we did yesterday. I haven't done any today, and you did more. But just man, how good did those matches feel?
0: They They were great. great. And last night. Uh, In the group queue, and it was a similar experience for me in the solo queue today, where there's some sweaty matches and they're intense and you have to like really be on your toes and it is difficult to stay alive and you're struggling, but you can do it, you know, like, and, and, and you can be up in the brawl in the melee and you're surrounded by enemies and there's all this damage flying around, but you can do it, you know what I mean? Like, it's been literally impossible up till now. Um, and earlier today I was even doing some that were extremely sweaty, even in the solo queue. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was struggling and it was like just by the skin of my teeth a lot of the time, but I pulled it off a lot of the time and I could survive and I could stay in the fight, uh, with, with a melee character. It's been, it seems like it's been forever since that's been a possibility. It feels so nice.
1: You make such a great point. There were so many times last night in the matches that we did where there were times that I was just about to die and it was like i just got out of her i just got the ability to need or the potion just kicked in in time and so it's kind of those oh this just worked out or i just got away and as those were happening you know after we were done doing the matches i was thinking about it and i was like man when's the last time that i felt those moments in a battleground yeah, like they just you wouldn't didn't have made exist
0: it. yeah the night before if we'd been playing you no. wouldn't have made it in those situations
1: man it just it feels it feels really good very early like we said you know Um, but it feels really good, just from a 24-hour change.
0: Yeah, and damage is still high, and it's still, you know, it's not like it's easy out there, but it's at least, like, manageable, and, you know, the challenge is what makes it fun. So, yeah, BGs in general, I think things are looking really good. I think there's a very good chance that we are entering into a kind of a golden age of Battlegrounds, uh, where we're all just kind of singing along and holding hands and and killing each other uh, and <laughs> <laughs> um, well i'm really looking forward to the weeks to come seeing everyone's yeah. like wacky new builds with all these new possibilities with this cool combat balance situation and this good queuing situation that we have now it seems like there's a there's a lot of possibility for people to be happy about battlegrounds yeah, right
1: now i'm just excited to see and already seeing it just the people coming back it's just mm-hmm it's nice seeing some of the names come back
0: one more battleground related thing that i want to talk about here um this is one final shout out to uh, a guild that we've mentioned many many times on this show a shout out to adastra uh it's a battlegrounds focused guild that we have been members of for i don't know a very long time quite a while um we're not officers or anything like that in the guild we've just we're invited to it and have been members of it for a long time um the guild has been incredibly influential to this show Uh, a lot of the our perspectives a lot of our takes on things are results from conversations and experiences we've had uh with members of Adastra. well i don't know all the details but long story short adastra got deleted (laughs) it's gone doesn't exist anymore uh so i just wanted to to shout out adastra since we are very uh battlegrounds centric here on the scrolling podcast and and they are a, a battlegrounds guild that has been a huge influence on us yeah um you know it was a good run guys really 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 good run um a lot of those players, I would say the majority of, like, the core players that were in that guild have moved to a new guild, and Davius and I have been invited there, so we're there with them. Um, so if you hear us um, referring to a Battlegrounds-related guild in the future, <laughs> the name of this guild is Ufidnar. <laughs>
1: Oof- Ufidnar.
0: Ufidnar. So if you Oofednar. hear Ufidnar, does it doesn't quite roll off the tongue the way Adastra does, <laughs> that's Okay um it's funny davis you looked it's a werewolf related thing right yes
1: it is it's scandinavian and it's essentially kind of a historical thing essentially these were like uh berserkers of that dressed up as wolf this is essentially the people that led to the werewolf folklore
0: it's like the origin of werewolf mythology
1: yeah right they, they draft up in wolf skin, sounded like they were crazy, held like wolves, and then people, I guess, built. And
0: yeah. what's great about that is the, the leader of this new guild is a dude named Skuma, who exclusively plays werewolves only um so it's kind of clever for that but not the most pretty sounding word uh Ufidnar. <laughs> Ufidnar. we're
1: gonna have some fun saying that over yeah the next several
0: episodes. Uh, but a lot of great players in there i'm glad that uh that that group of players kind of found a new home yes. and that we can kind of continue that on
1: the the one the one final note i was gonna make is that you know we're talking about werewolves i feel like we've got to have a shout out we did a battleground Yesterday, oh had some yeah, werewolves on our team. Woo, I haven't I seen werewolves look that good in a while.
0: I should have wrote their names down. They just straight carried our butts through that Woof. BG too.
1: Those were some mean. It was kind of cool to see werewolves that effective again. It's yeah. been a minute. I feel like.
0: They were an obvious duo, and they were like, they didn't care what the heck you and I were doing, man. No, they They, did not (laughs) need us around. (laughs) They were doing their own thing and just straight hard carrying us through that BG. We ended up winning. Yeah. uh, 100% thanks to them. I should have caught their names. I would totally shout them out. But shout out to the the werewolf pair that was uh, playing on PCNA last night. Man. Uh, You guys were awesome. Thanks for the carry. Yeah. The the main character I've been playing with uh, is Old Betsy, my Stamina Templar, my main character, my PvP main, and um, I've been kind of, I know that these this kind of combat balance, this this shift is uh, is about to happen, and whenever a big shift like that's about to happen, I like to play a lot with Betsy before and after to have a, a good comparison of things, because that's the character I'm most comfortable with, so I can kind of get the best sense of things that way is how I like to do it. Um And I'm probably going to continue maining her for a while. You know how... I don't know if you're like this, Davius, with your main, but you have this character that you call them your main. You think of them as your main in your character, but actually, in reality, it's the character... One of the characters you play with the least often. (laughs) Uh, That's how it is with me, anyway.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, kind of.
0: I mean, I love the character. I love the build. Nothing wrong with it whatsoever, but it's just... She's been locked in for a really long time. She's comfortable. She's familiar. I always know what I'm going to get when I log in with Betsy, which is yeah. results, good results. Uh, whereas all my other characters, I'm always kind of experimenting and doing different things. So Betsy just kind of often is is hanging out. But then when I do jump jump on that character, it's just like coming home, you know. <laughs> um So I actually have been maining my main here lately for for the past
1: uh, few weeks. Maining Uh, your main, (laughs) episode title.
0: Uh, (laughs) That's a a possibility. (laughs) Old Betsy, Stamina Templar. Her her build for the longest time has been uh, Bone Pirate, Deadly Strikes as a front bar only set with a two-hander, Master Bow in the Back Bar, Ring of the Wild Hunt, and One Piece Molag Kenna. Uh, Davius, you and I did quite a bit of testing last night. Um, I've been talking about, with Deadly Strikes, it just got nerfed with this patch. It went from 18% down to 15% damage boost uh, to your jabs. Uh, And so I'm thinking, I think that puts it kind of in the ballpark of what Spriggan would be giving me, damage-wise. Turns out I was exactly right. They're like (laughs) totally neck and neck. Oh, Um, man. We probably spent a solid hour doing a whole bunch of tests, and I really can't make up my mind. They're so close. That it was it's hilarious. Like,
1: it was like 40 damage difference on the test. I mean, it was yeah. crazy how close they were. Just identical.
0: And I've even been doing battlegrounds where I'll switch back and forth between the two different setups and I'll like log out, come back, log back in, do some more battlegrounds and I'll forget which setup I'm wearing and I can't <laughs> tell the difference, can't you know, like difference. it's just identical. Um the difference stat-wise is that the deadly strike setup gives me better looking offensive stats and the Spriggan setup gives me better looking max stats. And I basically just have to decide which I like which numbers I like seeing better on the stat sheet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think I'll probably stick with Deadly Strikes. That's kind of how I'm leaning right now. It's what she already has it. It's already gold. It already has all the tri-stats yeah. and everything. And if it's basically no different. Like, why change? It's kind of how I'm thinking right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's just kind of a bummer that it's it's not like a huge nerf, but it's just kind of a bummer that it's just... It's just you know, a straight nerf to Betsy yeah, at the end of the day. It just kind yeah. of hurts, and it's just kind of a straight little, little bit less.
0: Just a straight nerf, and I can tell. I can tell that damage is missing. But another motivator there is just, you know a reason to not use Spriggan on every single stamina character that I have. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bone Pirate and Spriggan is, we joked about this, that's just going to end up on every single one of your characters, even your kit yeah. characters.
0: <laughs> just yeah.
1: Bone Pirate and Spriggan. Um
0: But yeah, I, I still think Bone Pirate Deadly Strikes is probably about the best gear option to go with for this build, even though it has been nerfed uh, for for my play style and the, the types of gear that I like to use. I think even though it is nerfed, I think it is still the, the best option.
1: Yeah, it's still a good set. It just—it's hard, you know. We've talked about this on other sets. It's—it's it's hard to look at a set at it still being good after a nerf because it's just—it is—it's just less than what it was, regardless if it's good or not. Yep. So I've gotta, you know, I've gotta admit, I gotta come, I've gotta come confess here, Davia's <laughs> confession here. Oh, yeah. I have not been on a whole lot since our last episode. Uh-huh. Um, I've been. Uh, kind of just you know, kind of you talked about it a little bit at last uh, last episode. It's kind of taken a little little bit of a break, um, and honestly, the biggest reason for it is is just kind of waiting for this patch. You know, uh, we kind of talked about mm-hmm. a battlegrounds. Battlegrounds were kind of in a a rough state, we'll say, uh, and battlegrounds are are by far my favorite thing to do in this game, and. Even when I'm running around questing or doing quests or farming or other things, I'm always just kind of queued in Battlegrounds. And that's kind of what I like doing. And so uh, I found myself just kind of logging in. I was like, well, I don't really want to do a Battleground. And so I'd kind of start doing stuff. And then that kind of just faded into me being like, well, just scheduling a lot of things to, to do once this patch launched it. I was just kind of, well, I'll, I'll do that when the patch launches. And that just kind of turned into me kind of going, well, I'm going to take a little break until the patch launches. Uh, and so that's kind of what happened um, I will say the one, the one build I will talk about is, is Davius he's kind of the going to get the focus uh, with this patch launch um, played with him last night um, he still feels great uh, he actually hit some heal numbers last night that he hasn't hit in a while so uh, oh, yeah. he's feeling extra good but um, just a reminder of his build it's a 5 piece spell power cure 5 piece powerful assault uh, maelstrom resto back bar And then he does the Pearls of Elnofe. There is going to be a pretty big change with him, is that I'm going to be swapping that Pearls of Elnofe for the Spalder of Ruin. Spalder of Ruin. (laughs) The Spalder of Ruin. Um, (laughs) Once again, just diving more into uh, this buff build that Davis is all about. His whole point is that he is a strictly support heal build, and he is strictly. Providing weapon and spell damage to the team, so that Spalder of Rune is just going to go right along with that. Um, With the Spalder of Rune and the Spell Power Cure and the Powerful Assault, once I get all the buffs going, uh, teammates will be getting 997 weapon and spell damage. Mm. Uh, just, which is you just, can just
0: call it a thousand
1: just beautiful we can just yeah, call it a thousand i gotta knock <laughs> i gotta knock exhaust a little bit just give me those three points guys, <laughs> darn it. just give them to me um but uh i i really love it uh i'm really excited about it um i will say i'm a little worried about this spalder rune we're looking into it a little bit i don't know if everybody's fully figured out yet the uh the pieces to get that mythic
0: um yeah it seems like uh we still haven't figured out how to even get yeah, that thing yet that's the, got me a little that's
1: got me a little nervous uh for that farm but not a good I,
0: sign <laughs> i'll
1: 100 I'll be getting that one i'll i'll find some time to do it um but i i just i love the idea of this build it's it's kind of um exactly where i want the build to be it's it's kind of just locked in at this point unless they make major changes to these sets uh it's a lot of fun really the only thing I'm kind of looking at doing is that I would like to maybe look at ways to get a little tankier, a little tougher. Uh, Davius in the past has been pretty tanky and he's, he's a little squishy these days, Uh, a little squishier than he's been. Uh, he's got a lot of light medium armor that he's wearing. So, um, maybe just looking at ways, maybe, I don't know if I'll maybe tinker with some max stats, but, uh, even, even so he still feels really good. Uh, And it's pretty awesome when he gets those team buffs going and it uh, usually you can kind of see the team just starting to shred. I mean, extra thousand weapon and spell damage, it's it's bound to happen. So
0: I find that that squishiness is much less of a factor is like when you have a decent team with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a there was, you know, as much as the werewolves carried us last night, it was fantastic and they did everything. But uh, that was uh, that was a rough spot for Davies because he was kind of chasing after werewolves, which he could not keep up with. Yeah, and so it was it was a little bit rough. Kind of team comp didn't matter because they were amazing. Um, but yeah, if he can kind of if he's kind of in a good team comp where they're kind of sticking around and getting those buffs, which that's kind of another thing that I'm really excited for the Spalder is that it's it's going to be a an aura. So I imagine teammates will see that aura. And uh, kind of encourage them to kind of stay within that circle, whatever it looks like. I mean, I actually yeah, that's
0: kind of that. how I noticed that Hedy's Hearth has that yeah. effect.
1: When you see that, you want to stay in the circle. It's just natural.
0: Yeah, especially if you know what it is. And and it's really big and it's just like a clear indicator like, oh, there's the safety zone. As long as I'm inside of this, the healer can, can heal me.
1: Yeah, I'm actually really excited to have an aura too. Hedy's Hearth has always been one of the cooler looking sets to me. I just think that mm-hmm. running around as a support with the aura is just really cool. Zoras are cool. I'm excited to see what this one looks like.
0: Yeah. That's the teabag mythic item. The teabag set. Davius might be
1: teabagging people after not dealing a single point of damage to them.
0: I hope the the visual effect is like really cool and flashy. And I'm just seeing people teabag back and forth, like activating (laughs) it on and off over and over and over again, just being stupid. (laughs) Oh,
1: man. It's going to be good. It's going to be good.
0: Yeah. On the to- topic of healers, um, the other build that I'm I'm tinkering with right now is despair. My magic and necromancer. I'm starting to uh, keep an eye out for some kin marcher pieces. I'm going to put that with my heartland conqueror. Uh, kin marcher is going to be a front bar only set. That's the one that gives the the random major debuffs. Um, Maelstrom resto on the back bar, and probably two pieces earth gore. I think that's the setup I'm going to be going for. Uh, Charged Staff on the front bar with that heartland conqueror. Uh, doubling that so i'll be applying uh, lots and lots of status effects Um i know i already talked about it quite a bit on the last episode so i'm not gonna dig all into it again but uh, i'm really really looking forward to this build um, and probably the next time that we talk I'll, I'll have it together by then and we'll have done some bgs and we'll have something to report there but i'm yeah. expecting it to be really good
1: i can't wait till you get this build together i just just out of kind of the joke that we talked about, but the Davius and Despair combo now, just the, the all the buffs for the team, all the debuffs for the enemies.
0: Dude, we're going to try it. <laughs> yes, we have to. I just
1: want to see what it's like. That's going to be a whole lot of fun.
0: Yeah, just give us any two randoms and. <laughs> give jump us those aboard, two werewolves. Yeah, yeah, give us those werewolves. <laughs> uh. Um. And then I want to talk about my Magblade for a minute. Uh, Ged Sparrowhawk. If there's any uh, Ursula Le Guin fans out there, you'll you'll know that name. Um, this is my original main. This is the original uh,
1: main. Maining your main.
0: <laughs> yeah, maining both of my mains now. Uh, this dude has become pretty much my PvE main now. And he's the guy that does all my crafting and has all the achievements and all that stuff. Um so as I said earlier I'm going to be farming uh Zogvin's warband for his PvE uh build and that's going to be an interesting uh time I think and there's I'm going to have to have like a, a little bit of a eulogy there I think for his old setup cuz <laughs> you know if you go back to the very first episode that I ever made for this podcast uh, I went on kind of a long tangent about how Juliano's and Mother Sorrow—that's the only five-piece <laughs> sets you're ever going to need for your magic magic DPS build—and I've been through veteran trials and DLC hard mode dungeons and all that. It's and, and served me fine. Um, I still feel that way, but with this new uh, set curation deal, there's just no excuse not to just go ahead and farm out the best stuff that's available. So uh, for the first time since, I think, Somerset, I'm going to be unequipping Julianos. Mm. <laughs> Cheers to uh, the
1: 64-episode old build. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it was a good run. Um, So, uh, yeah, his build right now, uh, I haven't changed anything yet. So his build right now is Julianos, uh, Mother's Sorrow, uh, Maelstrom Lightning Staff on the back bar, Harpooner's Waiting Kilt, and One Piece slime craw. Um, basically the plan is keep everything the same except replace Julianos with Zogvin's Warband and make that my front bar only set. So it'll be Mother Sorrow active on both bars, Zogvin front bar only, Maelstrom Lightning Staff, Harpooner's, and One Piece Slimecraw. Um... I think that's going to kind of take him to the next level. It's going to be uh, really, really nice. Uh, originally, I was going to be getting uh, Medusa, but we already, we talked about before, Zogwin basically gives you double the amount of crit, uh, plus that crit and the minor force that it gives you, since it's um, tied to those stacks that you get, it carries over when you bar swap. So you, you can use it as a front bar only set, and you're not losing anything when, when you bar swap. Whereas with Medusa, it's only active when you're on the active bar, which means Mm -hmm. most people use it as a double bar set. Um, So it's just better in every way. Uh, I think this might be the the change that tips me up to that consistent 70k DPS on the target dummy, uh, I'm hoping. Uh, Which I know there's people that do a lot more than that, but that will be a personal best for me. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Good Sparrowhawk. uh, And then I think... I'm going to I'm going to give it another try it's oh, been a oh, long oh, time
1: <laughs> the magblade in PVP.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give it another try. I'm going to try to get good with magblade in battlegrounds. It is very difficult, but once in a great great while I see a player getting good results on a magblade and I think, "Man, that's so cool. I want to do that." <laughs> One day, there's nothing cooler than a really good magblade, but you just never see him. Um <laughs> so i'm gonna try um i'm right now i'm just gonna use a a build with just gear that i already had in my inventory so uh right now i'm just trying crafty alfique spinner as a front bar only set with a fire staff uh maelstrom resto in the back bar ring of the wild hunt and one piece doma house Uh, i haven't actually started doing any bgs yet or anything i still have to get all the glyphs and everything kind of ironed out and stuff i just just today, started piecing this build together. But that's what I'm going to start with, and I might make some adjustments from there, but I think just looking at the stats...
1: Yeah, that's going to be um, a great stat build. The stats are going to look fantastic.
0: They're going to look incredible. I'm also using uh, Bewitched Sugar Skulls for my food. Uh, So Crafty Alfique, it just gives you like a gigantic stack of Max Magicka, is what that set does. I'm
1: kind of surprised you didn't do the uh, Magicka version of Bone Pirate. (laughs) I can't remember what it's called, but
0: Oh yeah, um, uh, bright throats boast. That would actually be over sustaining on this character. This dude, <laughs> this dude has like, I don't know, way too much sustain, honestly. <laughs> um, so crafty elfie will give me just a little bit more max magica, and I don't, I don't need that sustain really. And the thing is, uh, bright throat forces me to use witch mother's potent brew, uh, and I want to use bewitched sugar skulls to get my max stats in a lot better place, and. Man, people, if you've never played with a Nightblade before, it always takes me by surprise. Their stats are always so incredibly amazing. Like, without even trying, you just, like, glance over at your stat sheet, and just all the numbers are way bigger than you think they should be. And that's just how it is. They just have really good passives. Um, like, my uh, with this setup, with no CP, my uh, Max Magicka is 38,000. Uh, yeah max health thirty thousand, max oh, stamina twenty three thousand. 000 um, my, <laughs>
1: that is nuts
0: yeah re, uh recovery is 1800 which sounds kind of low but it's actually like way way ample because nightblades sustain incredibly easily They're probably the best sustain of any class um, plus, I'm on Breton. They have incredibly good sustain. Yeah. And I have the Maelstrom Resto Staff on the back bar, which yeah. gives me like the equivalent of another 1,000 recovery. So sustain isn't going to be a problem. I have over 4,000 spell damage and a ton of penetration. Damage is really, really good. Um, so the numbers all look great. But the thing is, with, with Magblades, it's never, the, the stats are never the problem. It's It's just the actual offensive toolkit that they have is difficult to use.
1: Just because people can just figure out a way to to, to counter it and block it right
0: people just know how to counter it and it's very highly telegraphed and if you've if you've encountered one Magblade, you've you've encountered them all you know and you, you just know exactly how to deal with them yeah. uh i never get killed by a Magblade unless they're just like kind of stealing someone else's kill or something like that um but I know it's possible. I have seen them once in a great, great while. Uh, and if I could actually be decent at PvP with my original main character, that would be really nice. Now, Stamblades—we've said lots of times before—Stamblades are like monsters right Ooh, now. It's a, a whole other right story. Now. Yeah, they're they're vicious. Stamblades are doing just fine. It's really just Magblades that are that have been struggling in, in battlegrounds basically since forever.
1: Yeah i hope it works out it'd be cool to see uh to see ged in uh in the pvp world I only see that guy in the dungeon runs
0: i'm gonna try to kind of adopt the play style kind of like how i do with my mag plot where i'm most of the time like 80 percent of the time i'm focusing on group support and then i just go for the kills when it's convenient and i'm going to try to kind of keep that mindset going uh, and i think as long as i'm doing that surely i'll have some kind of success Okay.
1: Outside of the uh, resto staff abilities, are there some pretty good group heals that the Magblade has?
0: The Magblade does have some of those, but I'm not using any of them. I'm oh. just using resto staff abilities. I'm using a uh, rapid region and blessing of restoration, and the resto ult. Just those three.
1: Yeah. You, if if you're a Magicka character, you you we've said this. You have to have rapid region on your back bar. Rapid it's a requirement or, in Battlegrounds.
0: Yeah, either morph, rapid or radiating. Most yeah. of my builds use radiating regen. Yeah, that's uh, true, I
1: guess. But but anyway.
0: uh, on my Magblade, I really like to use rapid regen. So yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this patch and um, playing with Old Betsy and Despair and Ged. I think this is a nice little lineup for me to be focusing on. Uh, probably for the bulk of this patch, that's going to kind of be my crew, I think. Nope. So. Battlegrounds are in the best state they've been in in a long time, it looks like. At least, you know, the first 24 hours it looks very, very yes. promising. You know, with this whole new meta situation, all these new theory-crafting possibilities, uh, decent combat balance, a good queue situation. We just have such a good recipe to have some really, really good matches, some really good experiences, some good stories to tell. Yep. Uh, I'm excited about Battlegrounds. They're fixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like it. All right. We're ending the near. We're nearing the the near. We're We're nearing the the end. (laughs) We're nearing the end of the episode here. Emails and shout outs. No emails this week, but we do have a couple of shout outs. Uh, First of all, a shout out to Uncle Sam, friend of the show, uh, we did some uh, duo BGs just the other night for the first time uh, ever, uh, and it was a really, really good time. We made a great pair. Uh, Sam is always an excellent sport. We just had a really great time. Uh, hoping to do some more duos again, Uncle Sam. Um, another shout out to Grizzly Khan for the hot tip. Thank you, thank you again, and just thanks for being a good friend and a and a, and a good friend of the show, Grizzly Khan uh what else probably dr professor probably deserve a shout out you haven't been shouted out in a while dr
1: professor mr moon throw throw a shout out for mr moon mr
0: moon why not
1: shout throw out. Him out there.
0: <laughs> let's see who else we got here gonna dangevin
1: <laughs> dangevin shout out
0: <laughs> shout out where's the oprah where's the oprah uh, yeah. meme shout
1: outs. shout outs
0: all around yeah uh, um If you would like to email us, you can email us at scrollandpodcast at gmail.com. Any suggestions you'd like to make for the show, ask us any questions you'd like to hear us talk about, um, tell us a joke, say hello, whatever you want, scrollandpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a member of the best named <laughs> guild on PC. we're still working on
1: that pause, but that's okay. That's okay. I can
0: I can, I can edit the pause out. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I just know what your brain is telling you. as that during that pause,
0: I'm just I'm just I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to muster up the strength <laughs> yeah. to. <gasps> best named hey. guild on pcna yeah. uh Stunes, goons if you'd like to be a member of the best named guild on pcna email us at scrolling at gmail.com you can also hit us up in game on pcna i am at Sparrowhawk. davius is at star jumper what are the benefits of being a member of the Stoons goons you might ask you get to be in the best named guild in the game mm-hmm. and we have a pretty decent guild hall wouldn't you say
1: i i'm a fan of the guild hall davis Just, is a little uh, biased, little biased. <laughs> a little
0: uh <laughs> see he, he designed the whole thing but it it, it is really cool we got a transmute station we got uh multiple target dummies including the the big trial dummy yep uh i don't We've know merchants galore Got the armory station. station set
1: up now we got a new um Ogram target dummy that's cool he's cool looking the
0: the the, the ultimate refill yep. thingy
1: got the ultimate refill it's in Eastmarch, so I mean well, need I say more at that point.
0: It's a it's the snow globe thing, which is pretty cool. Um you know it's not one of those guild halls that has like every crafting station in the game, but it's a cool place, uh and it's ours, you know. There you go.
1: <laughs> we actually we need people if they're listening, we need people to reach out, send email, reach out on Discord. I've got some attunable crafting stations. We've been discussing what uh, set to to make them as I put them in the guild hall. I think it should be students. We gotta do it. You, you know, you're thinking um, Well,
0: it's basically, do we want to commit to the joke or do we want to have something useful? And that, yeah. that's what we have to decide.
1: I don't see how there's a contest.
0: <laughs> um. So my vote is Heartland Conqueror. Davius wants to do Stoon's favor.
1: we got to hear. We'll, we'll, let the, we'll let, you know, reach out. Let us know. What's everybody's vote?
0: So anyway, that's Stoon's goons. And I think that's the end of the, the episode. Anything else you want to say before we go, Davius? I think that's it. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to episode 64. We will see you next time.
1: Drink song at
0: some point. <laughs> it just it'll just cut to like little like lounge <laughs> Bossa Nova music, but
1: Dun, 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 and it's only like nine seconds long.
0: And we're back from that <laughs> little drink break. We're back and from uh, the sips. <laughs> got some sips in there. It was uh, great. Sorry about that. We just had, got, had a little thirsty and uh, had to take a little sip, but we're back now. We'll like talk for ten minutes about the, the drink break. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Episode title, Little Sips. <laughs> little Sips. Little Sips.
0: That's our, our rapper name. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid (laughs)
1: little sips (laughs) little sips